Yo, what is up, everybody? It is your favorite Fatboy Rary coming at you with another Fatboy Takes. Uh, I hope all you guys are doing well this lovely evening. Uh, just let me give you a little heads up what's been going on with me because I know I haven't done a pod in two weeks. So the first week, I'm going to be real with you guys. I just needed the weekend for myself. I need to recharge the batteries. I've been working a grip. It's been fucking sucking. So I was like, man, I'm just going to just chill. I'm not going to do a pod. And then the second week, like the literal, the literally the worst thing that can happen to a podcaster happened to me. Uh, basically, I did a, a 55 minute pod with a lifelong Laker fan, and that shit got deleted. It was 55 minutes long, and it got deleted. So I just threw in the towel. Your boy was defeated. The fucking technology won, dude, that weekend. But I'm good now. I was able to do it. We're doing the pod today with the Lifelong Laker fan. I'm trying something new, by the way. I recorded the pod on Discord. Uh, so hopefully it sounds good. The audio doesn't sound like poop. Um, yeah, so pretty much that's what's been going on with me. On today's Fabo Takes, obviously we're going to do... We're going to talk about the Lakers. We're going to talk about the NBA. And then I'm going to pick my Fatboy picks for Week 11. I am currently not doing any beer chugs or any of that stuff right now um so we gotta figure something else out to do for when i make some really really shitty picks so pretty much that's what's on tap for the pod today so laker we're gonna talk lakers talk nba uh fabric picks week 11 just so you guys know i'm gonna warn you guys this pod is a long one get some chips get some beers post up your favorite adult beverage and i hope you guys enjoy let's get to it yo what's up everybody i got my boy south today on the pod the lifelong laker fans back today how's it going sal how you doing today brother it's going good man how you been i'm good i'm good are you ready to get into it let's be ready to talk some some lakers basketball let's do it all right let's go uh, so what is the uh, Lakers record right now currently? I believe they are like nine and two. Nine and two. Okay, with the second loss coming to the Raptors, correct? Yep. Uh, so what do you think these guys can improve on? Oh, they're ten and two. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, ten and two. Loss, the the losses came at the hands of the Clippers and the Raptors. Um, but yeah, they're looking good, looking better. Um, every game. Okay. Like they're more on offense um uh what i'm really worried about is that you know still doesn't look like they 100 percent got an offensive system going so no pick and roll still still have an yeah, issue no with the pick and, and roll. roll no no nothing it, it's still a lot of iso iso kickouts yeah dude when you got two uh two two players like lebron and ad you know uh, you can still get stuff done especially with the teams they played so you think they're just making it harder on themselves by not running any pick and rolls, by not running any plays? Definitely. And when they do run them, there was a play last night where uh, LeBron, you know, read the defense and, and lobbed it over to AD. Dude, it was too easy. Um, that LeBron, I mean, LeBron's still a freak of nature, man. He can bolt through anybody. And the fact that he don't, like, take it to the rack every single time, he's a dude that can take it to the rack and nobody can do anything about it. But he just don't do it. You know, yeah. So I don't know. They they do seem like they grind it out sometimes, and that's a a topic of concern, especially with Anthony Davis's shoulder. You know, something's nagging there. Oh well, they do definitely grind it out because they they still have the yeah. best defense in the league so far. So they're yeah. definitely winning their games because of their defense, not the offense. I believe the offense right. is ranked like fourteenth or fifteenth. Yeah, but when you're playing that good a defense, what I mean is you should not be winning games. You know, uh, with two points against. Oh, the team, definitely, you know? definitely. I agree. Yeah, so. I agree. Uh, so, uh, are they still having problems with the defense, though? Like with sagging off on the the guards when they get switches. That's the only chink in the defensive armor, man. That that uh, you know, teams like the Bulls were able to get up to a a, a big lead early because they were just shooting well from from three. And it's because the Lakers don't do a great job of, of uh, guarding the perimeter, especially off of pick and rolls, you know. What I talked about in the, the last pod I was on, that uh, um, 
Fogel, you know, didn't want the bigs to be sagging on or didn't want the bigs to be chasing guards on the perimeter. That's really translated to be a, a problem. And I mean, we haven't played like great three point shooting teams for that to really be exposed. But or, or teams that are going to make you switch a lot with good guards. Yeah. In that first half, dude, the, the Bulls game specifically is what made, made that stand out. Got it. Got it. Uh, so, uh, how do you feel about Kyle Kuzma? I haven't really asked you. I know he just came back. How do you feel about the man Kyle Kuzma? You know, Kuzma still looks like he's knocking a bit of rust off, man. He doesn't look like he's, uh, he's all there yet, but he has shown flashes, you know, that he can, he can be that scorer off the bench when, when the Lakers need some firepower. Um, he's shown that he can, he can, he can do that, you know, uh, there's a couple of games that stick out to me when that has happened. Um, one was against the Bulls again. You know, he was, he's the, one, of the, one of the guys that really led that charge in the fourth quarter to come back, to bring him back in, in it. Yeah. Fourth or the third, I can't remember, but uh, definitely you know, played his butt off and was scoring points. Um, against the Suns, he hit two big dagger threes in crunch time to put him away. Um, and then this last game, you know, coming off the bench, he scored like 13 points in 12 minutes. So he's definitely still my pick for the X factor for the Lakers. Um, however, I think he still is a bit immature in his game. You know, there's a lot of things that he doesn't do well. And as far as that is mainly like shot selection, you know, he'll take some contested shots or he'll take shots early on in the shot clock when he's not even that open. You know, he's he definitely makes like young guy mistakes and that's that's something he's gonna have to, to grow quickly because he's not playing with young guys, you know, he's playing with veterans that are that have uh championship aspirations, so that's not something that's gonna be uh sustainable, you know. Definitely, and they're expecting a lot from him, so that's exactly. that's very rough too. Uh how do you think his defense is looking? Because I know he's always struggled on defense. Man, that game against uh, Toronto with uh, Siakam. And Siakam's <laughs> a hell of a player. Uh, but, man, he exposed him. He did whatever he wanted. And he, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that Kuz is not – he should not be out there guarding um, power forwards, man. He should be out there playing the, the the three spot, dude. Playing the three and yeah. guarding the guards. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Guarding the guards, guarding guys that are smaller than him. He's – not a, he's not a great defender by any means, but he's a competent defender when he's defending guys that are smaller than him. He's able to use his length. He's able to use, you know, his size against smaller dudes, and that uh, that works well for him. But playing against power forwards, guys like Siakam, guys that you know can play, they he gets exposed, man. It's it's a problem. Hey, but I'm just gonna be honest with you. Right now, Siakam is just out of out of control. Right now, he's nobody can pretty stopping that guy right now. He's literally doing whatever he wants. Definitely. No, 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 definitely. He's he's a monster in freaking nature. And it's so crazy because he's like, he's uh, awkward the way he does things. You know what I mean? He's not, uh, it's not super smooth, but hey, it gets the job it's done. It's effective. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, so how do you feel about AD's defense? I haven't really asked you about that. Well, I still think AD is coming for that defensive player of the year. And so far, you know, he's the block leader. He's proven me right. You know, he, he's locked in. He looks like he's doing what he needs to do to, uh, to win us games. He won the game last night. You know, he had the game-saving block. Um, and, yeah, he's looking, he's looking really good. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think it's good that they're finally resting him, though, so he can uh, – his shoulder can recover a bit. I know he's over here – messed up shoulder and all uh how do you feel about him and lebron playing all these heavy minutes i definitely think that these guys need a rest man they they need some time to uh to recuperate especially lebron lebron has been on a tear through his uh washed washed king little whatever he's he's going on about um, you gotta relax with that i feel like it's just him uh he gotta stop buying into all that bullshit that's just how i feel Cause he definitely knows he's not washed. I don't. He just. He just need to stop being like him and Durant. He just need to stay off Twitter. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's pushing himself to the point where you know he's been in the year in the in the league seventeen years already. 
he's done so much, had little rest over the years. Agreed. And, you know, he, um, you, you never know when Father Time will come knocking at your door. You and, know? So he's and we already know Father Time is undefeated. Yeah. He, he played 39 minutes last night just to beat the Kings by two. However, that, he didn't. He didn't look. He didn't look exhausted. He didn't look tired. He looked like a monster, man. He came up and and uh, elevated over that one dude. I don't even know his name. Center. He had a poster dunk. Um, oh man, the guy crazy. didn't even jump, bro. Get he the hell out of here. Yeah, but still, like the, where LeBron took off from, head at the rim, like dude, 17 years in the league, playing as much as LeBron is playing, hey, but, has played, and still be a freak of nature like that, like yeah, but you, you gotta understand though, LeBron looked very gassed that Clippers game though. When Kawhi was making him work for everything, that's the game he looked gassing. So did that's AD. Just, that's just a product of playing against Kawhi, man. That's that's how Kawhi has played against LeBron every part of his career. It's like that playoff series where yes, uh, and that's what I'm saying. Game. That's what my he needs. I that's why he needs to rest though, because that's that's coming. Same with AD. AD needs to recover that elbow, that uh, shoulder. I think they need to start resting soon. I just feel like they're trying to like blow everybody out of the water right now, but nobody's losing. And not even that. They're not even blowing people out of the water. The games that they've won, they've kind of grinded out. And yeah, they're wins. They're in the win column. You know, they they get all these highlight plays and they're locked in on defense. However, I think they're just grinding way too much on offense, man. And that's a problem. Defense, brother. The defense is getting the dubs. Exactly. Um, yo, before we forget, are you gonna shout your boy, uh, Dwight Howard out? Of course, man. It's the energy guy. He's a uh, he's had his redemption season, dude. He's the for those of you that watch Game of Thrones, he's the Theon Greyjoy of uh, the Lakers this season. You know, he's come back. He's played hard, and he's gotten back into the good graces of all the Laker fans, dude. Laker fans are pretty happy with them. I remember all the Laker fans hated them. They were shit talking them. Even though the Lakers over here, please stay D12 signs all over LA. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> and then they did, they were gonna, didn't fans raise money to do stay swag? Oh man, oh, whatever, bro. I swear we're not talking about the Laker fan base yeah, and them doing clown shit. Let's just get back on the topic. Let's skip over that whole thing. Yeah, yeah that's that, kind of embarrassing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, how Lakers Twitter is going wild right now. No, the Lakers Twitter is definitely going wild. They're acting like they don't, that they've never been here before. Hey, but I gotta give it to them though. They the team was bad for years, and now they're finally good. First first place in the Western Conference. You know, you gotta be happy about that. Definitely. Uh, yeah. No, for sure. I just don't want to be that dude that was like calling it early. Oh, okay. the floats, this and that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bro, that's everybody in my group thread, bro. Gas up the floats, boys. We just beat the fucking... The Kings. Gas up the floats. We just had a 16-point comeback against the Trash Bulls. Gas up the floats, boys. Gas up the floats. It's yeah, like, I don't want to It's the Bulls, bro. Shit. I don't, want, I don't want this to be premature, man. But okay, okay. Know. Oh, also, I'm I was going to... How do you feel about KCP? I know every oh, single God. Laker fan oh. is... Literally pissed off at the man, dude. That, that dude, like, just like all the memes, I think the memes hit it right on the head, bro. This guy's stealing the Lakers' money, man. They need to call LAPD, you need to get somebody out of here and put this man in jail, bro, because he's been dismal, bro. He's, I, I mean, a couple nights ago, he airballed the layup. I mean, last night or the night before, um, he got the a layup stuck on the rim like dude come on how are you that bad how are you a professional nba player and you're that bad i just don't know hey how much did you guys pay him something like 15 mil a year oh my goodness you know that lou williams doesn't even make anything close to that amount of money and lou williams is a walking bucket lou williams just got a freaking contract uh Re extension or not, or like they restructured his contract or something like that to get paid okay. more money. I think. Oh well, I'd pay that man. He deserves it. Six man. He's probably gonna get six man of the year again. Yeah. Yep. Uh. So pretty much. Uh, let's get back on topic. So you don't like that the that AD and LeBron are playing big minutes. How do you feel about load management? Since they need to do it, I know Kawhi's doing it. How do you feel about it? What's your take on load management? 
Load management, the way I look at it, man, is these guys are professionals. They get paid millions and millions of dollars to play a game. Um, and they play get paid all that money to play 82 games. And then not to mention the playoffs that come thereafter. So I'm of the mind, if you are healthy, you know, you are blow, you know, you go out there, um, no injury, no nothing. You should be out there playing, man. Um, I think it's a disservice to the fans. I think people pay all this money to go and see these players play. And, uh, you know, let's say you pay a couple hundred bucks. You're sitting, you know, somewhere pretty decent in the stadium. And then you find out a couple minutes before game time, yo, you know, Kawhi Leonard or Anthony Davis, LeBron James not playing tonight for load management. Like, it kind of, you know, makes you feel like you didn't spend money wisely, you know? Eh, well, I don't know. To me, uh, I think... Uh... I see where you're coming from, but to me, I just, I don't know. I don't really care too much about it because to me, I feel like uh, I'd rather see these dudes, you know, have big games in the in the playoffs. You know, I want them, I'd rather see them like at 90% than at like 75%. I don't know. To me, I feel like at the end, the product will be better. Like when it comes to playoff time, these players will be fresher. They'll just look better. So I don't know. To me, I'm like... Then why not? Then why not just start the season and it's playoffs and people are getting eliminated right off the bat? Like, because they don't what? work like that, buddy. You they they have to fight for the seating. They can't just be exactly. seated. You have to fight for the seating, yes. But at the same time, like, all right, let's say a dude goes out there. I mean, the fact that LeBron has played so many years and so many in so many playoff series and so many, you know, he's done so much. The fact that he was like doing it and winning championships after a long stretch whatever whatever it adds to the lore man however tired they are however this it adds to the lore of like you know it adds to their legend you know michael jordan the flu game uh kobe coming out playing with broken fingers like dude it just you know it it it, it uh it really adds to all of their their greatness dude and that's cool to see you know a guy that might not be at 100 percent but comes out and gives 100 percent anyway that's cool better to see than a guy that like oh this dude rested all damn year and now he's like he's ready to go you know what i mean like hey hey, hey. The way i see it at the end of the day it's about winning them fucking rings they're not gonna be like yo he what he won another ring they're not gonna be like oh he load managed and won the ring they're gonna be like he won the ring that's what they're gonna say we i hate i hate how it goes down but how do they me- measure everybody's legacy by their success by how many rings they won like the greats it's always the rings the rings the rings so i don't know yeah definitely but still like i said these guys get paid millions and millions of dollars to play 82 games they should play 82 games in the season if they can now i get that there's situations where guys are like you know sore and there's they're at a high risk of injury maybe they're not injured i think they should be in a way to evaluate players and say, you know what, these guys, you know, it's if he plays tonight, it's at risk of, of injury. You know, he's a little older, blah, blah, okay. blah, blah. Data shows this. Cool. You can you can rest. That's fine. I'm not against resting, you know. I'm against times where players are ready to go and, in fact, want to go, but teams are like, nah, you're not playing. And then okay. people buy tickets, people spend money, people do this, and you don't even get to, to watch your favorite player play, you know. Or or maybe they should uh do that whole they should make like a schedule you know that they're not gonna play the player you know maybe like on this back to back be like we're not yeah. playing Kawhi like offer kind of tickets yeah, yeah cause, something because like I agree it's kind of shitty that they do that but like I said I I'm I don't really care for load management I just want to see like the the players at their best in the playoffs but I I can see your side uh. Also wanted to ask you about Joe Keek. What do you think about Joe Keek? You think Joe Keek is fat? The man is what he is. He don't need to be in shape. He don't need to because he's still balling out. He's balling out of his mind. And I think it's because of the way he plays. Like his game is not predicated on uh, on athleticism, man. It's predicated on finesse. Predicated on doing the little things right. You know, he has excellent court vision. He can shoot the ball. He can do so many things really, really well. He has a high basketball IQ that he just don't need to be athletic. 
And I, in fact, if he was athletic, I don't think it would add that much to his game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I like to me. I just feel like every time I hear somebody talking about Joe Keek, it's like, yo, Joe Keek is fucking fat. Uh, Joe Keek this, and it's like, my man, do do you do you watch Joe Keek play, or are you just gonna call him fat? Cause no, like my man is literally the best center in the league. Has literally like the man last year averaged what like a triple double in the playoffs, shot forty percent from the from the three point line, like played he he also played eighty one games last year, um, and he played what really really heavy minutes in the playoffs. Yeah, played mad minutes in the playoffs. I mean back to back game sevens. You know some of those game sevens went to overtime. Exactly. Overtime, overtime like this and this dude was still out there like putting down you know, i i think i think he played the game six against the Spurs. i think he yeah that game six against the spurs i think that game went into double overtime and he literally played the whole game i'm just saying a fat dude i'm fat dude a fat dude like me is not gonna be able to fucking play 80 fucking minutes or 70 minutes or whatever the fuck he played well it was like 70 minutes or some shit like that i'm just saying a fat out of shape dude is not gonna be able to do that like, I don't know. Yeah. If I'm the owner of the Nuggets, I'm like, bro, eat whatever you... If you're going to come out and produce like that, go ahead, bro. You want some Krispy Kreme? You want a you want <laughs> no, burger? Krispy Kreme? Kreme? That's Joel Embiid, bro. Come, yeah. that, oh, that's, that's, that's Joel that's Embiid. Yeah. And the, on the other side of the coin, there's guys like that where supposedly they're athletic and they're out here eating McDonald's, you know, in the Mc- in the second quarter while they're sitting on McDonald's, the McDonald's fucking Krispy Kreme. Um. I feel, I don't know. I just feel like, also, another thing with Jokic, I think Jokic is like, like you said, really smart on the court. For example, that game against the Sixers, when he, he, uh, he, uh, that whole sequence of that winning play, where he, he, he drives, he kicks it, I, think, I believe it's to Millsap, and then MB goes to double him with the other dude when he's, uh, by the, under the court, and MB just runs to the three point line and literally gets a wide open three. Like who hot you can't that's that's something you can't teach right there. Like the man literally ran to the three point line, made the big shot, got the N one, game over. Like that's another thing like you can't teach, I feel like. To me, I think Jokic is just like a Paul Gasol on steroids. Like I don't know, yeah. that that's just me. A Paul Gasol with the with a three point shot, dude. You know, maybe a little more physical than Paul Gasol, but um I don't know. I know that one of the the knocks or one of the comparisons that someone made, like, you know, with with Jokic, is that uh, he, you know, like Shaq having that that uh, Shaq, you know, being uh, or God, I can't find the guy, the right word. Athletic. Shaq, no, like Shaq having that. Um, yeah, well, Shaq saying that he. Um, that he regrets there we go that he regrets not being in shape because he feels like that could have made him that much better however you know the difference between Jokic and Shaq is that Shaq was relied heavily on his athleticism and his dominance you know Shaq was the kind of player where you know hey you can jump on my back but I'm still gonna go up and dunk it like he was just he was just a monster a beast you know and I think in his case yeah sure a diet workout regimen you know doing all that stuff would have helped him be even more dominant which is scary but you know Jokic is not that's not his game you know um definitely yeah I don't I don't see that argument really holding up you know I agree I agree because how Jokic gets done gets things done it's what uh picking pops uh picking rolls you know he can also pass the ball well it's like he does all those things that Shaq couldn't do. Like, you're not... When did you ever see Shaq do pick and pop? Never. Because he couldn't shoot, you know? So it's kind of like their games... It's like exactly like you said. I mean, the, Shaq they, couldn't hit a freaking free throw, much less fucking, you know, pull ex- up from... Exactly. That's like, it's like what you said. Their games are just completely different. And Joe Keek is doing what works for him. And it's obviously working because his team is second seed in the, in the West right now. So whatever he's doing, it's working. I just feel like he gets a lot of shit because everybody's like, he's fat, he's fat. But then it's like, you look at his stats and it's like, holy shit. 
and I and I know stats don't tell everything, but when you watch the man play, what is the man doing? Like setting constant picks for his players to get open. Like he's always doing he's always making the right play. He's just a really, really smart player. Like him and Jamal Murray's two man game is ridiculous. And that's because he's so good at setting screens and then it's like he can shoot the mid range and the three. So what the hell are you gonna do about that? You can't do nothing about that. It's like no, not at all. What are you gonna do? All right, all right. Enough about Jokic. No, and another thing. No Jokic slander will be tolerated on this pod. I will roast your shit. I am a big Jokic dude. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when you're out here comp- comparing uh, Jokic making the most of his talent to. Della Vadova making the most of his talent. Oh, I'm looking man. at someone in particular. I'm oh, that's some shade, but uh, that on, guy's man. a clown, bro. Yeah. Come on, Jokic. Jokic got drafted 44th, bro, and is the best center in the league. <laughs> what the hell? How did that yeah. guy come up with that comparison? And then you're gonna yeah compare him like, look at this player. He made the most. You know, he he made the most of his situation. You know, he he uh, he peaked pretty much. He, you know. Yeah, jo- but I jo- don't I don't know where he's at now. Like. Speaking of Delhi, like oh, where Delhi, is, I don't know. Delhi's somewhere. Uh, is he working. maximizing his potential in China? Is he back in Australia? I don't maybe? know. I know that that boy Jokic maximizing the fuck out of his yeah. potential in the fucking NBA. Exactly. <laughs> All exactly. right. All right. Enough about Jokic. Let's talk a little bit more about the about the West teams and the East. Uh, one thing that I know I need to say is that the fucking Warriors are a dumpster fire. So right away. Our worst pick was dog shit, and that's because they, they suck. My boy D'Lo balling, though. Oh, your boy D'Lo is definitely balling. Uh, hopefully, they find a way to keep him because I think once him, Curry, and, and Clay come back, that team is going to be disgusting. Uh, but it's all, there's rumors saying that they might trade him, but who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, so... I'm going to take, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to take the Warriors out of my top four. And I am probably going to plug the, I'm going to have to plug the Jazz in there, bro. And then I'm going to switch my sleeper to the Mavs. And then uh, I feel Portland's been really disappointing as well. But I think. I feel exactly the same, dude. I'm going to, I'm going to take out the Warriors, plug in the Jazz and Mavs. But however, Portland, yeah, like we were going to say, like you were probably going to say. Portland might have just gotten a little more interesting with uh, the fact that they signed Carmelo Anthony. Now, yep. that's contingent on how Carmelo Anthony is going to accept his role. If he busts a Dwight Howard, lets go of the ego, and he comes in and he just does whatever Portland needs him to do, I think that team can be really, really good. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how that ends up playing out. Well, pretty much right now, Portland's playing without a, a power forward. No Nurkic, no Collins. Done. They're done, so they desperately needed to sign Melo. So I guess for both of them, I think it's a good fit. Like they both needed each other, but we'll see how it goes. Um, so uh, how do you feel about those teams in the West? Obviously, we already talked about the Lakers, so we're not gonna talk about the Lakers that much. Um, what do you? So uh, how do you feel about the Clippers? Well, PG came, yeah, we, PG came back and he balled out. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I think the Clippers are still going to be scary. I think the West is is pretty predictable. I don't think there's any super surprises that you're going to see from from the West. I mean, with barring uh, Phoenix. Phoenix is playing really good basketball right now. I mean, it's still tough for them to find their spot in the West. The West is so competitive. But, I mean, D-Book is balling. Um, once they get Aiton back from that suspension. He's gonna he's gonna do some damage. Um, but other than that, I would say that the West. Aaron Baines, sucks. Aaron Baines is doing mad damage for the Suns, by the way. He is, yeah, definitely. Um, so big ups to the Suns. You know they they look like they have a chance to make the playoffs this year. I'm gonna be honest, Devin, your boy Devin Booker been absolutely going off. I know you're a big Devin Booker guy. Yeah, man, I love the way that guy plays. So yeah, they're definitely definitely look good. Uh, so uh, so the Clippers, you think the, the I I feel the Clippers are gonna be fine. To me, I feel it's gonna be Clippers, Lakers, Western, hopefully Western Conference Finals, either that 
or the Nuggets. It's going to be one of those three. I feel it's going to be one of those three. How do you feel, brother? Uh, I agree. I think the Nuggets, the Clippers, and the Lakers are definitely the front runners in the West. Um, the Jazz got interesting, you know, getting their shooter back. Um, that dude, he hit a, a couple nights ago, he hit a game, game winner. winner, you know, against Philadelphia, was it? Yeah, against the Sixers. And he put up like 30 points, so um, that's going to be interesting. I think they have a, a good amount of firepower to be competitive in the West. Um, but other than that, I mean, you can't – at least a two-headed monster. You know, maybe the Nuggets – fall out somehow i don't i don't know i think I, they play really good uh like basketball system basketball that they're just going to be competitive no matter what i agree um, but the lakers and the clippers i mean that's that's the two two-headed monster right there you know i think they're going to be at the top i don't know i've any injuries you know i'm going to go ahead and knock on wood i don't want either team to be injured i want both teams to be at their best for those playoff series um but we'll see we'll see I, I don't know. I think the Nuggets are well coached. I think the Nuggets are just a good team all around. Also, Joe Kick, Murray. Murray's been playing okay. We already know Joe Kick's been balling. Uh, I I feel like it's the West is a three-team race. I feel I don't want to disrespect the Jazz or anything like that, but I just think that the Nuggets are better, and so are the, the Clippers and Lakers. Uh I feel, and also another thing with the Nuggets, they're just so well coached. That I really like that coach. Uh, the thing with that coach is, I, if he makes mistakes, he holds himself accountable. Like I've never heard him be like, "Oh, blame a player." He's always like, "Listen, I couldn't find a way to get him open. I couldn't find a way to get the team to play better D. This this loss is on me. It's never on the team. He always takes account for his losses, and I gotta respect that." And I feel like he's a, he's just a really good coach. So um, I like the Nuggets uh, to make some noise. See how it goes once they're in the playoffs. See how that goes. How do you yeah, feel? They look, they look great. They uh, yeah, they look like like a juggernaut, you know. Um, last playoffs, so I'm I'm expecting them to continue that as well. Okay, okay. Uh, how do you feel about the teams in the East? That, you know, I'm going to be honest, I haven't really uh, watched any, any teams in the East play. I do know that the, the Celtics are balling, um, unfortunately for me. You know, unfortunately? Being a, uh, oh, man. Well, that's very fucking fortunate for me that the motherfucking yeah. Celtics are balling. Something that's unfortunate for you is that Gordon Hayward injury. Oh, but, that's definitely know, unfortunate, but uh, the boys are, uh, are lining it up still. Before Gordon Hayward got injured... They had three players averaging 20 points, including Gordon Hayward. And they had Jalen was averaging 18. Uh, but that's before he came back from injury. So now Jalen's up to like 20 points. So right now Jalen, Jason, and Kemba are averaging 20 points. That team is just looking super solid. They're literally just pick and rolling every damn team to death. The defense is great. Uh, I think their defense... Well, their defense fell this week because... That game against the Wizards, but before that, they had a top four defense. Uh, they have the best currently. They currently have the best offense in the league. Uh, it's rated number one right now, but that can always change. That that shit changes like week to week. Uh, so the Celtics are just getting it done everywhere. The defense is good. The offense is good. The team's looking pretty scary. The only concern with that team, I feel, is the size. Uh, everybody keeps picking the Sixers to come out the West, and I just I don't I don't know I find it really weird that people keep picking the Sixers to come out, I mean the East sorry I just find it really weird that people keep picking the Sixers to come out the East when they literally cannot spread the floor. This is a shooters league and they have no shooters, and obviously they just started taking L's. They took an L to the Suns I believe, and then they took an L to the Jazz last week. And they just lost to the Magic. So they took three L's uh, last week while the Celtics are 10-1. and one. Um, A big knock on the Celtics is that your schedule is soft. But then when you're like, we just beat the Raptors, the Bucks, the Mavs. It's like the Celtics are rolling right now. They're 10-1. and one, Literally doing everything they got to do. I feel like the Sixers are good. But I think the, the Sixers have no depth. And the problem with them is that they cannot space the floor. And obviously the Bucks are doing their thing. The Bucks are, I believe, uh, 
have lost three times as well. One time to the Celtics, one time to Miami. And the, the Bucks have that problem too of spacing the floor. They lost Brogdon. Brogdon was one of their main shooters. So I agree. I, that was a big loss to me. Uh, that's something that a lot of Bucks fans are upset about. They they don't like how the media keeps portraying that they're losing because they don't have Brogdon. And it's like, but they are losing because they don't have Brogdon. Brogdon. Everybody just thinks that Brogdon was a shooter. Brogdon was just not only a shooter. Brogdon was literally their second best defender after the Greek freak. Not also, only that, he was a great freaking decision maker, man. Yeah, it's, that's another thing. He's a good ball handler and decision maker. That's the, the thing that they are missing. And also, how do you replace a guy that shot 50% from the field, 90% from the free throw line, and 40% from three? It's like, that's really, really hard to replace. And I think... To me, I think they should have paid Brogdon and let Lopez walk. But that's on them. We're going to see how it turns out for them. Obviously, they still got the MVP. He's also number one right now. He's leading the league. In the Everybody has him as MVP right now. He's in the race for MVP. He's still in first place, I think, followed by, your, by LeBron. So we'll see. Uh, to me, I feel like the Bucks. Um, Either are gonna they're gonna have to find a way to keep getting those dubs because it's gonna get harder. Because uh, it's like you said, they're having a little bit of trouble spacing the floor. They do have shooters, but if they're not, if the shooters are not hitting shots, I don't know what it. I don't know. And then another thing I know I've been noticing that that Giannis has been fouling out more ever since that they started calling the the push offs with the off arm. He has been getting called way more for fouls. I know. He's already fouled out like three games this year. So I know that the new role change is affecting him. He's going to have to ad adjust his game pretty soon. He can't just be playing all that bully ball like he's used to. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree with you. Like I said, I really haven't watched too many games in the East. But, you know, I, you're the guru in this when it when it comes to that. So. Yeah, I feel like uh, it's like I said, uh the, the it's like you said too when you said the west is pretty uh it's it's like it's pretty much set already it's the the east is set too uh pretty much i feel it's either gonna well also i'm not i'm i'm not gonna leave out the raptors i cannot disrespect the raptors the raptors are in there like the east literally is c's raps bucks sixers that's it after that Every team is a dumpster fire. No disrespect to those fan bases. Uh, every team. Hold is... on, hold on. You're, you're not giving credit where credit is due with the Knicks. They just they just beat uh, Porzingis in his game back. Um, we'll talk seven. about the Knicks a little bit later, man. Come we don't on, give man. a fuck about the Knicks right now. They're a fucking dumpster fire. They got like three wins. We'll get back to the fucking I Knicks. Don't know. They were celebrating that they, like they won a championship. Oh, they did. We'll 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 bring that up in a bit. Let's finish our our uh, segment right here. Uh, so basically, I cannot disrespect the Raptors. The Raptors are playing great basketball. Pascal Siakam is literally playing out of his fucking mind. The kid has already dropped like 30 points like four times. He had a 44-point game. Uh, Siakam has proven to everybody he's the man. Uh, he's the new sheriff in town uh, for the Raptors. Also, Laurie was playing well before he went down with that injury. So we cannot count. And then Van Vliet has stepped the fuck up. That's something else that that I gotta admit and then I know OG was playing well too uh, so the Raps look like they're still a top team in the East so good job to the Raps everybody literally uh, was saying that the Raps are not gonna do anything without Kawhi they'll be happy to be in Nate man I'm glad that the Raps are proving all the haters wrong so big ups to the Raps uh, hopefully they keep getting some dubs because I would love to see them duke it out with any of those other teams in the playoffs um, what were you saying about the Knicks since we're done talking about, uh, those, uh, those good teams in the East, uh, what were you saying, saying about the Knicks? They're, yeah. Their, their fan base was, was, uh, celebrating that Porzingis win, you know, when Marcus Morris hit that, uh, <laughs> that three pointer that to three win pointer, the game. Man, they, they were loving it, bro. It sounded like a game seven in Madison Square. It Garden. sounded like a game seven in fucking May, dude. I mean, in fucking June, dude. Uh, but I don't know. I just feel to me that the Knicks are a dumpster fire. 
Um, I think it's pretty shitty that they're going to fire Fritz, Fritzdale. Um, I think it's time for you Knicks fans to, to wake the fuck up. Like, I know there's a couple of you yelling out at the game, sell the team, Dolan. Uh, stop doing that shit. For one, he's a fucking dick. He's going to kick you out the fucking game, and you're going to get banned from MSG. So what you should fucking do is stay the fuck home and not watch and not give that man money. Because he's literally throwing your fucking money away. When was the last time that guy has built you a team that has done anything in the playoffs? I can't fucking remember. Like, what, you got to the second round? The fuck is that going to get you? Absolutely nothing. I don't know. I feel like the Knicks fans need to wake up. They need to stop being delusional. I hate to call them delusional, but they're a little delusional. They just keep supporting the team. It's the most lucrative team in in, in sports. How is it that your team is so fucking dog shit? I don't know, man. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and it, like I said, it all starts with culture, you know? I think the Knicks are in the spot that the Clippers were in a few years back when they were still owned by Donald Sterling. Okay. You know, they couldn't get out of the second round. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't do anything. They were a joke. Um, and that's where the Knicks are. I mean, sorry to say, Knicks fans, but the Knicks are a joke right now. And I'm pretty sure somewhere deep down, you guys all will agree. Um, but it starts with management. You know, it starts once the Clippers made that change, when they got a new owner, they got a new culture. Look at them now. You know, I'm not saying that they and hopefully they don't win a championship because that would be uh, I don't even want to experience what the ramifications of that would be in L.A. <laughs> but, um, you know, they're they're looking legit. They're looking like a team that, that people should legitimately fear um, and rightfully so. And I think it all starts with that culture, you know, ownership down to management, down to the players like it all trickles down, you know, and when a guy's not doing, you know, he doesn't care about the team seemingly because he must not if this is what he's putting out. Um, that all comes down all to the players and how they play, how they perform, you know? Well, I don't know. He's, he's supposedly, you know, trying to get the Knicks to win a championship. But I feel like he's full of shit because he already kind of dropped the ball with the whole KD not offering KD a max contract. How The man really said, I don't think KD's worth the max contract. Like, how is KD not worth the max contract? And therefore... By you doing that, you didn't even have a chance to get Kyrie. Just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think if his goal is to win the the Knicks a championship, if that's what he wants to do, he should move him into the G League or something because the stuff he's doing to put them in position now is just not working, man. I think maybe he needs to consider another league if he wants to chip. And it's true because he's also giving out very, very bad contracts. That Amari Stoudemire contract was fucking terrible. That contract literally crippled the Knicks for years, and then he paid Carmelo Anthony and didn't put nobody around him. This guy had Ray Raymond Felton running around with fucking, like, come on, dude. Like, he put no good pieces around him because he didn't have money because he paid Amari Stoudemire. Like, I don't know. They just, it's just, I don't know. To me, I just feel like it's a franchise that the owner needs to fucking step down or hire a fucking competent fucking player a gm to run that team i know he's trying to get the fucking gm from the raps but dude that why would that guy go anywhere i to me i feel like he's good saw, where he's at yeah i saw a clip dude of uh ujiri he was like berating the knicks he's like first of all i hate the knicks like we well, would not go to the knicks bro. he would not okay. um but yeah dude the knicks are a dumpster fire uh time to protest the knicks uh, don't go to any games. Don't go to any of that. Have Stephen A. be your spokesperson. You know. <laughs> yeah, Stephen A.'s big, done, big hater on on that team because he's he's a well, he's a Knicks fan, but he hates the team because they suck, and he's he says it. So yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add? That's all I you know. That's all I got from watching the games and stuff like that. I think we've. Had a pretty good analysis of the NBA. Yes, sir. Uh, I would just want to thank you for being on the pod. Hopefully, you enjoyed yourself. Uh, Always. I would plug you, but you have nothing to plug. Uh, you don't. You don't really. Tw- you're not really big on Twitter. Your IG. Uh, so basically, I just want to say thank you, and hopefully, oh. we can we can do this again soon. 
Definitely. Um, it was nice having you. Anything else you want to say to the to the listeners before you head out? Yeah, man. Like your Twitter. Stay crazy. <laughs> All right, brother. Take care. Catch you All later. Right, So hopefully you guys enjoy the basketball talk. Uh, now I'm going to do Fatboy Picks uh, NFL Week 11. Uh, here we go. Let me bust out with my handy-dandy phone so I can look at the games. Because your boy was slacking today after doing that long-ass pod with a lifelong Laker fan. Uh, so let's go. Here we go. Uh, the Steelers-Browns. I was going to pick the Steelers. So I'm already 0-1. I'm already shitting the bed. Uh, so... For the Cowboys-Lions, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I have a feeling the Cowboys are just going to try to pound the ball. Uh, Mari Cooper is probably going to have a hard time this week. He has a good corner covering him. Uh, but I expect the Cowboys to win. Uh, they need to put the ball in uh, Zeke's hands and let him do his thing. Get us to the promise and get us to that W. I'm also going to check out like uh, this... Uh, Little Dallas Cowboys uh, meetup this weekend. I'll let you guys know how that goes next weekend. It's literally like a two-minute drive from my house. So I'm going to go check that out. Uh, I hope it's cool. Like I said, I haven't been to it. So I'm going to check it out. But I'm picking the Cowboys. Uh, Jaguars-Colts. I'm going to go with the Colts to get Brissett back. I know the Jags get back Nick Foles. But we don't know what Nick Foles is going to look like. Nick Foles hasn't played in weeks. So I'm going to go with the Colts. Uh, and I know also the Jags struggle stopping the run. So I'm going to go with the Colts. Uh, Bills-Dolphins is a no-brainer. I'm going to go with the Bills. Hopefully the Bills uh, don't keep this game close like last time. Uh, I know last time the Bills, they won. But literally, it could have went either way. If it's Patrick doesn't throw that pick in the end zone, uh, the Bills could have lost that game. So who knows? But I'm going to go with the Bills. I think the Bills will play much better this game. They'll be more better prepared. And hopefully they will fucking run the ball. These dudes literally do not like running the ball. They need to start running the ball way, way more. So we'll see. Hopefully they establish the run early so then they can open the playbook for Josh Allen. But we'll see how it goes. Um, Broncos-Vikings. I'm going to go with the Vikings. Obviously the Vikings are literally... Putting the ball in Dallas Cook's hands, letting them take them to the promised land. So I'm gonna go with the 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 Vikings and then Saints Buccaneers. I know the Saints took it out to the Falcons last week, so but it's gonna be one of those redemption games. I'm gonna pick the Saints. Also, if you have Michael Thomas, you better play Michael Thomas. This is the Bucks defense is literally the worst defense against receivers for fantasy. So if you I'm telling you, Michael Thomas is going to have a huge day tomorrow because the Bucks also are good at stopping the run, but their corners are shit. So if you have Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, they're definitely must plays tomorrow. I will be really, really, really surprised if Drew Brees and Michael Thomas did not have a big game. Uh, like I said, that's the worst defense uh, for corners. So Hopefully, uh, you Drew Brees owners, uh, you know, he just came back. Hopefully, you get, he has a big day for you guys. I know some of you guys been waiting for that boy to come back. <sighs> Jets, Redskins, uh, this this game's a hard one because both of those teams are pr- not that good. But I think the Jets have the more talent right now. They got the better running back. They got, they just, I don't know, I just think they're better. They got the better running back. The better quarterback, obviously, even though Sam Darnold has not been playing well, I still they still got the better quarterback. So I'm gonna go with the Jets, uh, the Falcons, Panthers. I'm gonna go with the Panthers. I'm pretty sure the Panthers are just gonna put the the ball in Christian McCaffrey's hands, and they're just gonna be like, "Yo, my man, get us this dub." That's what's probably gonna happen. Also, Cam Newton's looking like it's not gonna he's not coming back for the rest of the year. Sucks for you, Cam Newton fans. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna pick the Panthers to win that game. Texans Ravens this game's another hard ass game to predict but I am going to go with the Texans I think the Texans will get the dub it's gonna be a really good game though this will probably be the best game of the week I'll be surprised if any of these other games are better than this game I it's just gonna just so much talent on that field you got Deshaun Watson on one side and then you got Lamar Jackson on the other side 
you got you got DeAndre, Candy Steels, uh, also Noah Wolf Fuller. He already got rolled out, so that kind of sucks. Um, also, Fells has been playing good for the Texans, and then well, the Ravens. The Ravens Ingram's been playing well. The defense has been playing well. Um, Lam- Lam- Lamar Jackson has been playing out of his mind. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Texans. Cardinals 49ers. I think the 49ers are gonna come out pissed because they lost that game to the Seahawks. So I'm gonna pick the 49ers. Also, the Niners defense is the real fucking deal. That run game is the real fucking deal. This team is looking hella nice. Hopefully they can keep it up. Um because I have a buddy named Greg that loves them. So hopefully they do good for my boy. And then Bengals Raiders, I'm going to go with the Raiders. The Bengals are 0-9. The Bengals are a dumpster fire. I don't give a shit if the Bengals lose. I just hope the Bengals fucking feed Joe Mixon because I need a big game out of Joe Mixon. He's been playing better. So Joe Mixon, I need that, brother. Uh, Patriots-Eagles, I'm going to go with the Pats. Uh, I think the Eagles are just too banged up. Uh, And then obviously the Pats have the number one defense in the league. Uh, I think Tom Brady gets helps them get the dub as well. I think the Pats find a way to win the game. Uh, Bears-Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams. Even though the Rams are struggling right now, I'm still going to go with the Rams. I think they're going to pull it out. And for the Chiefs-Chargers on Monday Night Football, this game is kind of hard to pick because the Chiefs suck ass at stopping the run. So, And I know Melvin Gordon's been looking better. And this is kind of like a must win for the Chargers. The Chargers can't really afford to take no more L's or else they're literally not going to make the playoffs. The Chargers, this is like a must win for the Chargers. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs pull it out. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if Phillip Rivers is going to have another shit game. I have a feeling he is. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Uh, That's pretty much it. That's the Fat Boy Picks for Week 11. Um, I just want to say, I hope you guys enjoy this pod. It was fun making it. Um, next week I'll probably do same thing. I'll, I'll, I'll pick week 12. I'll talk more NBA. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying the content I'm putting out. Don't forget to follow me on Apple music. Well, not on Apple music, on Apple pod, on Spotify, on iheart music uh i'm on all those platforms uh if you guys ever want to uh talk to me or anything i always make sure to comment back if you guys have any questions um also before i forget um i did some research i know i need to buy a new mic uh but i'm not gonna get it right away i'm gonna wait a little bit um but yeah That's pretty much it for today's pod. I hope you guys all have a wonderful evening. Um, I know I already gave you guys a disclaimer. This is going to be a long fucking pod. So hopefully you guys sat through it. You enjoy it. Um, I'll catch you guys next week. Take care.